Besides it being one of the best scenes I've seen on the show. Come on. What an introduction for a character. But I'm talking about introduced as in we're going to learn everything about you. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. What? It is. It is. Are we in similar rooms? We're in the same room, but we're split down the middle. <laughs> half you, half me. Charles Barkley's coming in that door. Uh, <laughs> Charles Barkley, that was. No, come on. Rossi. So we're not we're not in the same room. Don't confuse people. No, we we're not. I was joking. You. You're in. You're in a one. I was a joking. <laughs> joking. That was a joke. But we look like we are in the same room. How did that work out like that, Rossi? Because we keep moving. We keep moving, moving, moving. moving raw high. I think it's rolling, rolling. It is, but I just <laughs> put in moving because we're moving, moving, moving. Speaking of moving, you watched this episode early, so I probably know a lot I know. Did you, I was so out of sorts last week. <laughs> I'm mentioning scenes with Harold, and he went, no, no. Oh, man. And I, I said, it. Peter Weller directed, you he went, no, no. You can't no. do that ever again. I can't ever do that again. What if well, I me, watched five in a row? Can you imagine no, how screwed up that would be, be? You wouldn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> You'd be saying everything wrong. But I do anyway. We are into uh, we are into this fifth season, which is so strange, right? Because now everything's starting to become. Happen? Even though I don't remember anything, it's starting to become more familiar. It feels like the end. Oh, that's a like, good point. It's starting to become more familiar, like the sets are becoming more familiar. The people are becoming more familiar where the other stuff felt very distant. Right. Yeah. Now this is kind of we're in yeah, the zone. five, six, seven. Maybe you're yeah. right. Maybe there's a there's sort of like bookends on, on these three in a way. It feels like it. Right. And I know seven is going to feel like a whole different thing but man we are motoring through this we are now exclusively our videos are exclusively on patreon our audio is still everywhere for free and everywhere where people want to get it um we're obviously doing all these other things on patreon right we're posting uh something every day on that channel um dustin's working his little skinny right off yeah and caesar's popping out all this merch and justin's about to open his shop this will put the pressure on him he's gonna have his own store on the yeah it's gonna be great um and then you know obviously we'll be doing a theory app right after this so here's this is man i gotta tell you these are such great tig episodes and we're gonna get into it um this is kind of the TIG look. This is how you looked for the rest of the show, right? This is kind of like you were jumping around with looks. Like, yeah, I don't know if I was jumping around, but I certainly uh, went through the first three, three and a half seasons as to give me whatever you want, because I, I really didn't really care. But now, season five, after the death of Don last week, um, you'll see what happens coming up here. I, I, I change it up. I I get different bangles, different jewelry. Yeah. I change it up. But yeah, my look is, is that's pretty much the look we stuck with now for five. That's the TIG. That's the TIG everybody remembers. You know, the facial hair, the rings, the bangles, the, yeah. Yeah. So obviously we're coming off one of the biggest episodes that TIG's ever had, the ending. Certainly uh, emotionally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you say, where would you put that scene 
I know it's hard to look at your character, but in the most significant things that you've played as that character, where would you put that scene that we did? Yeah, that that scene was, you know, you know me. I never, I never talk about favorites. I, I don't yeah. really have favorites. I, you know, but emotionally and heart wise and physically and vocal, and the images that I had in my head as Kim playing Tig with a daughter down in that pit, and we know what happened to her. I, I don't, you know, I'm just so thankful that Sutter gave me that chore, acting chore, but I never needed to visit that again. I mean, that's something that you do and then you talk about it if you survive it. And I guess I guess I did survive it because people keep talking about it. Top three. I, top three. Things yeah, sure. Ever done. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. The Donna, the Donna one being it's, a big one. Well, I, yeah, but the thing about, and you know this, I say this all the time. The thing about, you know, and, and Juice is certainly one of the, these characters too. I love the whole thing. I love the humor that Tig had. I love the pain that he yeah. went through. I love the crying that he did. I love the yelling. I love the quiet. I love the camaraderie. I love the brotherhood. Yeah. I just got lucky. There was enough spaghetti thrown against the fridge for me to play that guy seven years and walk away really, really happy that I said yes to playing him. Yeah. Sometimes people don't realize. Sometimes it's like a short scene, like the Doberman stuff was oh so significant. How much like, fun even, was that? Yeah, I mean, Lossy. polar opposite of the Pope, you know, burn pit thing, but that gets talked about just as much. Yeah. Right. So it's what? like, and and yet it's a shorter, funner type scene, right? So I think that when I look at Tig, I look at um, obviously the stuff with Venus, right? I look at the sure. Donna, Come on I, look at, I look at the Donna stuff. I look at this, but what I really remember is like the the doll stuff or the mushrooms or yeah. the, or the uh, the Doberman stuff or like the it's kind of like the the little things that I think define the character throughout. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, man, that was super significant. And there's going to be some other stuff coming up in this that is also significant that I didn't even know because you told me last week, and this is where I think that you're either on Quaaludes or lying. Um, both. Is, okay, both. both. Next question. Next I said, question. did we ever meet Fawn? And you said, no. No, I thought you said, does she die? Did Fawn die? And I said, no. But oh, I have a big scene with her in this, this episode. And that's the first meant- time. This is the first time we meet her. Yeah. Okay. Only, only time. Yeah. Only time. Okay. Good. So let's get into it. Um, this is five oh two. I'm going to grab my notes here. It's called authority vested. Yeah. You know what it means? I do. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, by the authority vested in me, I pronounce oh, you man and wife. So this is so much such more observant a, than I am. This is just such a fucked up show that it's just sort of tossed in there and we'll get to it. But Jax and Tara get married. I know. So that's what that title is, is referring to 100%. And how many, here marriages, how many marriages have we done on the show? Um, okay. That's great. Well, Opie, mm-hmm. this one, mm-hmm. any others? Um, I know I didn't get married. I know I didn't. Juice Juice definitely didn't get married. (laughs) And Clay, Clay's pretty much divorced right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think maybe this is it. A lot of funerals, maybe funerals. A lot of funerals. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So Opie grabbing the gun, seeing Roosevelt at the door. That's how it starts, right? Roosevelt. And I got to mention that, yeah. And the dog Foley, for people who don't know what Foley is, Foley is the sound effects that the sound department puts in to add ambiance to the scenes. And I love when a dog is barking in a distance. I don't know why. Okay. It's so good. And that's because it's realistic. It shows the neighborhood. It kind of, you know, you might it might tell you a little more about your surroundings and the neighborhood that you're in. So it's a really great pickup. I didn't even think about that. But the fact of, you know, that Roosevelt went to him, I had to figure out what was going on. Um, Because truth be told, (laughs) 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 last week I was skating the last six minutes. So my schedule was so crazy last week. So crazy. You forgot to watch the last eight minutes of the show. No, 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 no. What happened is I watched as much as I could, and I didn't (laughs) watch the last six minutes, six minutes and 36 seconds of the last episode. (laughs) So if you go back and listen to the episode before this, I let you do talking at the end. Yeah, and I'm I'm bringing in Charles Barkley. You didn't didn't even know. I don't know what's going on. No, no clue. No, so I didn't know how it ended. So I had to go back and watch it. And yeah, uh, yeah so I'm still a little confused. But okay, so uh, Diosa Norte or just Diosa. Are we at Diosa Norte yet or that's later down the road? Is it just Diosa? I can't remember. Can't okay, remember. well, Diosa's in full swing. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're there. Yeah, and he's helping us. We don't even know why. Like, Jax doesn't even know what are we doing? You know, what are we doing okay it's i'm not because, i'm not there it's because yet. they're the cops are out looking for them no exactly i i know that Gemma's brought jackson and some of the boys there but i'm just saying that jacks doesn't know this guy doesn't know what's going on yeah he's got a right and then he gets the phone call tig needs help yeah and and this is really them meeting nero for the first time correct um and I wrote how cool Jimmy is because Jimmy, uh, like you and I, and like really other uh, actors that I respect and artists, he adds little things for his characters. And one of the things I spoke with him about for Nero that he added was this thing where he'd always go, "Ah, oh, do you remember? Do you remember he's doing no, it? but give for him." him. Watch him throughout the season as he'll go, yeah, yeah, you know, and he'll do oh, that. Good. And it was a little tell that he put in. Yeah, love that shit. Yeah, me too. I love that. And it really does really create like three-dimensional characters. So we get to he's just too cool. So now he gets a call. Dayton is knocked out and beat up. I did not realize how beat the shit Dayton was. Well, and I, I wrote down, okay, Dayton Callie, get ready, make up. Every week for the next five, six, seven shows, you got makeup, baby. Get out of your pajamas, come in earlier and get that makeup on to show them. He owed it to us. He barely works. He (laughs) barely works. And he was so happy. He would go in, they would schedule all his scenes in one day. We'd be there every day in 127 degrees. And he'd (laughs) roll in, do all his scenes in one day and And you're like, oh, nice. Good job, buddy. And they don't buy indoors. Come by. I'm going to have a swim. Yeah. Come by Thursday night. Oh, no way. You work till two in the morning. Not me. They're watching the Yankees. So true. Okay. So Clay's drinking, drinking. As I say, he's just sitting there drinking, doing his thing. He's in piney mode. Ever since you've said that, I can't not see piney now. I know. Isn't that weird, eh? 
He's drinking. He's, he's drinking, got a thing in his nose. No oxygen. He's fucked up. He's fucked up. He's piney. So the crew pulls up on TIG. Um, I wrote something here. Sure. Your patience in this scene is unbelievable. We're actually going to, I want to talk about it on theory about some things, but your patience, the way you played it is very patient. Like you were taking your time. And I know that's very hard when they're rushing you. Um, that was your choice, which sticks throughout this episode, by the way, except for when you do explode on the stuff later with Fawn. Um, yeah. Just explain to me and other people, like in that moment with the with the gravity and the levity of, or I should say, of the situation, why you chose to be just so calm and patient. It was the second night. That's a great question. It was the second night. We were there two nights. We did much of the heavy lifting the night before. And then, as I mentioned to everybody, I, I spent a, a night in this beat up motel downtown L.A. All right. So we started work again. And the second night was going to be mostly when Bobby, Tommy and Jax pull up and they see the aftermath of what what's even happening. And so we didn't start. You can imagine until 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. And those three guys had told Peter Weller, who was directing this episode, can we not rehearse? Can we just can we just see what Tig and Coatsy had to do? Can we just. And he said, absolutely. Mm. They had three cameras roving around, roving around. And I'm sitting there not knowing what I'm going to say, not knowing what I'm going to feel, but the boys got to come and help. They pulled up and they had shots of that. And they looked down into that pit. Rachel Miner was not there. Obviously we had a dummy now burnt charcoal. The other guy that I killed, they're all down. There's stuff down there. And there was still smoldering of the smoke. And they were, they were so emotional for me and so beat up over for me. And then it had to go get the tarps. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Got it. Yeah, go. I did. I did write that. It's very coincidental that the truck they borrowed had tarps in it, but it had tarps whatever. already. It's TV. It's TV. Right. A little uncalled. Not just one it. tarp tarps, oh, tarps, but an S. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I, so that's all, man. And so we just we did that all night. That scene, and it was very, we used very little of it, but it was very powerful to end it with me and my my daughter. So so then you filmed what you filmed in five hundred one. You filmed during five hundred one what was going to be in five hundred two. We we in five hundred one. That's that's correct. Five hundred one. And 502, the, this scene that we're now talking about, was filmed over two nights. We had two nights. So, so while we were filming 501, you filmed parts of 502. Correct. Which we, which we rarely did. But correct. we started to do more later in, in, in our experience. Co co correct. But obviously, Sutter, this is the beginning of the season. Do you remember that, Theo? We would get the first four scripts. Mm. We yeah, would we get would. four in You're a right. row. I didn't remember uh, that. Told you right. Said. And we and we go, wow, cool. And then they would come a little later, a little later. And then, gosh, we were getting scripts. Yeah. Like literally day of a day of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, so but Saturday, you're right. We would get three to four to start to read before the season started. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. 
Yeah. So we knew Sutter knew and, and uh, all the producers knew that we, we needed to be there two nights in a row because we were going to use both scenes in 501 and then 502. So after that, Juice and Claire with Unser now. I'm um, oh, sorry. One more thing. But yeah. I, it's kind of it's kind of rare, but it's happened to you. It's happened to me, Tommy, a couple of times. But I love it when the Reaper for the beginning or the ending is with with me or with it. you it's or with Tommy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so here I am with the boys in the background, me holding Dawn, and then we cut to the yeah, and you go the- into the bright lights. Yeah. So for me, yeah. the two things like you just said that are super cool. I'm glad you brought that up. Is and I've had it a couple of times. You've had it a couple yeah. of times. Either we go to the yeah. Reaper or the show ends with you and it goes to the Reaper. Yeah. Right? That's and I've had that. Exactly I've had right. that too with juice. And those yeah, are man. the two, because that means that people, when they leave the episode are going to, the last image was of you. So like when I'll never forget, there were two, two times that stick out for juice was when he hung himself, right? Yeah. That one. Yeah. And to the Reaper. And then the one right before it, where he stole the Coke and yeah. like Emilio was questioned and the camera came in, came, yeah. in, came in and then it went to Reaper. That's, that's the shit you want, right? Because that's like it's so cool. That's how the episode ends. Yeah. So um Jack's Juice and Clay would answer. Answer's yep. all beat up. Um, I do love the part in that scene. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good scene, but when they're two, when when uh Unser and Clay almost fall and they hold each other up, and then the other one falls and he and Unser says, Charm life, ain't it? Because they're both all they're just fucking messes, these two old and I, and I love what you said in there, you little fucker. You're going, Yeah, I'll get the prospects to come and clean up. Like you know, you you used to do the cleaning up, not, not no more. Not no more. Not no more. Not no more. I'm getting the prospects happen. to do this shit now. Yeah. So um Crew burns rest of the peeps. Tig with the body. Uh, yeah, all that. Jack, yeah. yeah, you know, um, they pick up the body. It's super dark in that scene. Whether it be just the MacBook, I'm watching it on here, but it was really dark, right? It was dark. Yeah. Okay. So now we cut right from that to back at Diosa, which is I love. I do love on Suns. We used to go from like these dark kind of woodsy outdoor scenes to these brighter, you know, kind of thing. It almost wakes up your eyes. You're like, oh, okay, now we're in Diosa. We're in this brighter place, right? Um, and then we go to probably the most important is we see Pope's office. That's the first time we see okay. his office. So and that's the one of the scenes I brought up last week. Yeah. You stop talking. I had no idea what you were talking no. about. Because and so that's, that's important. It's really important. And I wrote down, like, how did you feel, Rossi? Like, it looked like a different show to me. It did. It looked like a lawyer show. It looked like a lawyer show. Yeah. It Here's also shows Pope. that this guy is not just a gangster. Oh, and he's got a lot of this. Yes. I'm Cash rubbing Ola. my fingers together out there in Apple Pod. Yeah, you can hear I, it. Cash iTunes Ola. Pod. You can hear I'm I'm you can't really hear my finger, but it's a lot of money. This guy's got a lot of money. And he's serious. He's not just a lot of money, he's very successful and he's serious. Yep. And he wants everyone dead. Like August Marx comes in and he wants everyone. It's not just Tick, he wants everyone. Oh my God, it's so true. He, he just biggest wants gangster in the world. Yeah. Look at the way he's dressed. Oh, I could smell him. He had this, yeah. you know, this incredible high end. High end and again, remember you, you're, you're, you know, you've worked with Harold a bunch and, uh, yeah. and he's truly one of the greats is uh, been great. Literally great of all time. 
of all time. I mean, you want like to talk, his about, Romeo and you want to talk about fucking underrated Oz oh, him on Oz. God. I mean, he is, he's so a fucking, underrated. He's a master. He's, he's like brilliant. literally brilliant. A, a three-star master, five-star master. And he played patience. Had a, that character could have easily become something different. And he was so patient with his words. So yep. he was impeccable with his words. Good right? pick up. One of the four agreements. He was impeccable. Like everything meant something. Everything had like a, a like a point to it. Um, so I love that. We cut to our lawyer, Robin. Robin. <laughs> Waggart. God, I love her. She was in Cold Brook, as I know you know. With yeah. Billy and me. Well, Harold, Harold and her. Harold, two Harold cold, two cold Brook people right oh, yeah, away. Man. We had SOA people in that. We oh God, it was like old home week. Robin's so fucking terrific. I love it when she when she goes. She says, I can't do my job with not exactly like Jack says, not exactly. And she was, I can't do my job with not exactly. Well, she she played that lawyer way more with colors, like, you know, meaning that you can easily take a a uh, we talked about this right before the we recorded a CIA or a cop or 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 a lawyer, someone in a in a in a city for lack of a better word, a city job or, or an office job, you can play it very straight because sometimes they're written in very yep. narrative, push the narrative forward. Uh, what do we call it? Exposition. Yep. Usually yep. have a lot of exposition. Tough. That's tough shit to do. Tough shit to do. She, she put she a brought lot of colors color. all the time, all the time. She put colors all over it. Um, everybody's speaking very low. Everybody's speaking very low. <laughs> um, we find out about the home invasion. Yeah, now here's, here's Jim is hugging Tiggy in the background. I don't know if you saw that, yeah. but Jim has got the little. I oh, did, and I love seeing them two together. Here's my biggest problem with the scene. Please. Of course, I have a problem. Why does Jax task Bobby to go to the house with Gemma when Bobby's wanted by the law? It's just, just bad, bad writing. Bad writing, because there's other people there, a.k.a. Juice, uh, uh, Happy. That aren't wanted by the law. It's so bad writing, and it, I guess it gets Bobby to drive Clay to. That's what they wanted. Opie. That's what they wanted, and yeah. I see they're playing the outcome and not the execution, <laughs> and I don't like that. No, no, you picked up on it, son. Good oh, I you. fucking picked up, and I did not like it. So, um, everyone's at the house with Roosevelt and the police. Um, again, the house is a disaster. You know, I, I get tired of these scenes, but sure. Okay. The home invasion, they, they, sometimes these things last a little long for me, but I get what they're doing. Um, we got to figure out everything. Uh, Roosevelt's asking questions. Same shit. Yeah. Same, same shit. <laughs> so Tara's back at Diosa with everyone. Jax's hair looks fantastic, by the way. Can I just say in this scene with Tara, his hair looks fantastic. I, I didn't notice, but I believe you 100%. Slick back. He's just oh, about yeah, he's getting into that, that John Teller look now. Looking good. Yeah. Um, everyone is trying to figure out what to do, right? This is one of these episodes where what are we going to do? Second episodes of seasons are very important. I always said pilots or first episodes are to kind of bring you back in. Shock and awe. Shock and awe. We're Second back. Second and third are to kind of lay the groundwork. Lay the groundwork. Let me tell you Love what's going to happen for the rest of the season. That's really Pretty what's much. going on. 
So Tara's being supportive, but not liking it. She's kind of like, she's trying to be the best, you know, uh, supportive wife to Jax, but she doesn't like it. And now not married he yet. He wants to get married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not married yet. Yeah. So Jax asked Tara to marry him. And is this, is this where, we, where we are now? Well, yeah, that's where we are. It goes a little long in the. It's, it's so uncalled for. I'm all about the fairy tale. Nothing says endless love like capital murder. Well, I, mean, I, I, I wrote that down. Come Isn't on. it just so strange? We Stupid. don't need that. Silly. It's silly. <laughs> that was it didn't silly. work. Come on. I, we don't, I have too. it here, too. We didn't need that. Nah. You know, uncalled for. Completely. Fact, we're going to move right the fuck on. But. Happy they're going to inter- interlock like that. That's for sure. That's really good. And I think maybe bad timing. There's nothing. There's no timing like the present as far as Jax is concerned right now, because he might be going to jail for the rest of his life. We don't know so, yet. So here's here's my thought process. It's great. Again, I know Sutter puts a lot of those lines in to kind of um, get people to react they're reactionary lines, like nothing says love like capital murder, endless love like capital murder. You wrote that because it's witty, yeah. right? It's witty and you want to see people react. Fine. It's fucking TV, right? You got to wake people up every so often. But at the end of the day, I still have the ability to say it was uncalled for. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> didn't need any of it. No. Um, Unser meets with Roosevelt looking for patterns, says he never did dirty work. I felt like that was a lie. Um, but sure. But look at him playing cop again. I know. Right, Theo? Yeah. It's Dane Kelly playing cop. He hasn't played cop since he got out two seasons yes. ago or a season and a half ago. He's playing cop. And I fucking miss that, man. And I like that. He's terrific in it. And here, can I ask you this? Does, did Unser do this on purpose or should I say Dayton? Does he have a bit of a Southern accent? Um, I didn't. I, I don't. I'm not sure it's Southern, but it's certainly Southern California. He he, he was always a New Yorker. Dane's a New Yorker. Yeah. But now now he's starting to lose that a little bit. It seems to me. Yeah. Because that answer moment, I detected like a different dialect with him. And I was interesting. Like, I'll yeah, have to read. He went. He went a little Deadwood. He went Deadwood. Went on a little Deadwood, maybe. Yeah. He did, which is fine. I love it. It's one of my favorite characters. I love uh, that line when he goes. It felt a little white to him. Yeah. What is that? up like. Yeah, it felt white to him, not black. It felt white, like obligatory. It was just like it was an obligation to beat him up rather than hate. And that was fucking interesting, bro. It's the first time. I mean, we saw that peg leg last episode go in there or this episode before that. I, can't I didn't remember see now. it. Well, I did. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, it, it seemed white to him for a reason because he's fucking right. And here we go. Yeah. And again, just that's a really interesting thing to have Unser kind of be on the case. Right. And then he tells him basically, like, if you want to work with the sons and, you know, he's given Roosevelt kind of a bit of a teaching too, like a lesson in yeah. what to do. In charming. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Tegan crew looking for fawn. Um, yeah. Like, OK, go ahead. I just I wrote down stumbling and bumbling and bull in the china shop. Tig's just back to shooting first, asking questions later. He learned nothing. Learned nothing. No. Nothing. I just, I remember reading that in the script going, oh, too bad. There, it, it, it was more black and white. There was no gray in there. 
But the gray came later. So can we just keep going here now? Please. Yeah, because I remember this day. I just want to talk about offline for a second of yeah, uh, actually offline from the show. I remember this day for some reason very well, because there's a famous picture of us all sitting on the couch together from above. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And we were all on that big couch sitting there bullshitting together in like yeah. a circle. And someone took a really great picture of us. So I, I've, I've seen that picture a lot. I mean, if somebody, I'm sure you could find it on the internet, but it's just us all hanging out between a shot, between shots. And I remember that because that was one of those days where, fortunately, unfortunately, you had all the heavy lifting and we were just all hanging out. <laughs> yeah. So so we were there in this de- house in like downtown LA or wherever we were. Yeah. And uh, you guys had to do all the work. So we were just, I mean, back then I chilling out and just, you know, bullshit. Yeah, yeah no, right. you got, you got to just react. You got to react. Yeah. To what's going to happen. Not a lot of dialogue. It was, but you had Charlie. to, you had to see some crazy stuff as that character. So why don't you explain to me? What well, you know, so, you know, I, I, I met the actress playing Fawn just really briefly and couldn't wait to work with her. And we had a big emotional scene at the end. Did you meet her at the table read? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, she might not have been cast by the table. I, I don't. I don't think sometimes. she. I don't think she was at the table read. To be perfectly honest with you, but I could be wrong there too. I don't remember. I remember. And just so everybody knows what a table read is, just if you're listening to this, we would always before an episode would start. So let's every 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 episode's different, but let's just uh, arguably say it starts on a Monday. Um, we would have a table read on a Friday, you know, before it, and all the cast would sit around a table, literally. Um, you know, especially now at this point, it was a much bigger table and it wouldn't just be us. It would be all the producers, the writers, the Kurt, everybody, would be the head of the everybody, table. Came everybody, in. every guest, a lot of the guest stars came in. They couldn't <clears> yeah, if have you a, had, a little table read. Yeah, if you had one word, you were at a table read and, and, and with sons, especially with Kurt, you don't miss table reads. No, mm-hmm. if you're not working that day, you're on your motorcycle riding to set to be there That's for right. the table read. Unless you got something going on, like you're working on something else, or, you know, that's which fine. was frowned upon. <laughs> so, uh, it was kind of frowned upon. Turn that down if you had the table. Yeah, you turn that down. And then if you didn't have a lot of lines in the episode, Gladys or somebody would come up to you and say, Hey, can you read this character, this character, and this character? And cut two, <laughs> Theo would read seven characters. You would, you would read four <laughs> or five in a read through. Yeah. Because if you didn't have a lot to do, they would just give you all these other characters who either weren't cast yet or who weren't big enough to maybe they even bring them in yet. Um, so that was a, so those are table reads. So you didn't meet her at the table. You're not sure. I don't think so. I met her that day and a nice little handshake. Can't wait to work with you today. Anyway, I come bursting into the room. Something's going on. Something's sexual going thing. On. I thought I, I, I thought as Tiggy was threatening her. And of, of course, I'm completely wrong. And she screams, Dad, he's my boyfriend. Like, what? What? And the look on Hunnam's face with me and him, that was that was like really none of it was planned. It was like, oh, what the fuck is going on now? You crazy man. So we cut from that. To the scene outside where you all just had to watch at the couch, Tig at the couch and you're watching Tig with his other daughter. And the gal who played this, this part was, she was fantastic, but she said the word hate about a hundred times. I forgot that. But I, when I rewatched this show, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate. 
She said it a, a, a million times. Mm. And I remember doing the scene, wanting to just calm her down because I had some really bad news about Dawn. And I remember the actress, she didn't want to stop saying that. So I just let her go and go yeah. and go. Some people have. And then we, we finally got it in and a lot of tears were shed. And uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was really interesting because what I like what I liked about the Fawn character was she was completely opposite of the Dawn character. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the way it is, right? We see that with siblings, you know, totally opposite. Um, I think there could have been more. I think it could have been a little different. I think that um, it was a lot of focus on shock value as opposed to story. You had such a beautiful moment there when you were telling her. You were so that's a good patient. point. I never, were, that's a good point. Really you were good so point. patient and you had such a beautiful moment. And I remember that day and you had a fight for that moment. And what I mean by that was there was a lot of people around and it was a lot going on. And I think that that could have been done after what we just witnessed in 501 and with what is at stake here, him wanting to murder another person who to get harm at you and the sons. I think that maybe it could have been done differently. I'm not exactly sure what. I'm not saying that it wasn't good. I'm saying that it just seemed all very fast. It seemed a little rushed. And you had such a beautiful moment that I think could have been elongated. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I think, think it could have I been think you're, I think you're right. And I think that's everything you just said is completely right. It was for shock value. We wanted again to be thinking we knew what was going to happen and we were completely wrong. We thought Tig was going to go in there and blow someone yeah. away, but it was the boyfriend. And that she was in trouble and she wasn't. All that. Yeah. The only, the only thing that could have been different perhaps, but then it becomes too long of a thing in a way is just her and me. That's, just, all, that's it. It could have been, if it was just the two of us in that mother, bedroom. Could have been stuff about you, mom. Could have been. Yeah. Could you put your clothes on? I got and it could have been it could have been something different without all you guys watching. And but it, it wasn't. So I think I did have to fight for that moment to keep whatever that moment was going to be about my sorrow over her sister. And I did get to tell her. Um, but it was. Short. Yeah. But the way you played it, I mean, your eyes welled up and it was just really great. And she, you know, she took it. She accepted it. But again, I just think it might have been better alone. It might have been. You know, uh, I think you're right. Life. It was chaos. Whatever. It was, it was chaos. You're right. Jax was in full whisper mode, too. At that moment, he's like, you got to get out of town and take this money and take her and leave. And I was like, OK, everybody's whispering, which, by the way, is a. It's a bit of a thing with actors. A lot of actors do it. If you'll notice, you can notice it a lot on Sons. It is a um, it's a trap. You know that it's a trap sometimes that we do that um, because we don't really do it in real life. We very rarely say, hey, Kim, what are we, wait, wait, where are we going? You got to go down to the be like, what? I can't hear you, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> but if you notice in movies and television, it happens a lot. It's a massive trap that I, actors fall into. I, I do this all the time, Rossi. But when I can't hear someone talk, I don't care if you're Bruce Willis. <laughs> I don't care if you're Kevin Costner. I don't care who the fuck you are. I'm going to go, Bruce, I can't hear you. What? Hey, what? I want to hear you. Yeah. I want to hear you so I can react. And, and I, it's always gone well. No matter who I'd say that to, they go, got you. Copy. 
louder. It's a you Brando know? thing. It's a Brando thing. It's it's got to be a Brando thing. It's Fuck, a holdover I from Brando. I, I would have fucking worked with that guy. Yeah, but it's definitely a holdover from Brando. It's the meticulous low voice. You know, seems like it's more powerful. Hey, hey, uh, what's going on? What are we doing? And it's like, I, I, I listen, I get it. I've done it. I'm guilty. Guilty as charge. I'm just saying that now as I get older and, and elongated and long, longer in this game, I start to see that. And curly hair and different curly hair. hair Gaining it, it weight, is, losing weight. Like yeah, it's accent. a trap. It's, it's a trap. It's a trap. Just Whisper keep it real, it. kids. Keep it keep real. It real. Always keep it real. But but listen, I do understand. And, and and by the way, in that scene, he was justified whispering because you're over there in this moment with your daughter and he right. needs to tell right. this guy Good what's point. up. OK, so Boone's driving Clay. Uh, this is what they needed Boone to go out to do. This is what Bobby. they needed. They needed it. So he's here. Um, Clay wants to talk to Opie. So here's another scene that I thought might have not been written the right way. Clay and Opie could have went different but clay is they're both amazing in the scene let me start with that but correct clay, clay ron is fucking great correct right correct but you know what i couldn't i know i'm gonna interrupt you but yeah, i do that i do that so well rossi do you know what i couldn't stop thinking in this moment right there ryan's work was he knows he's going to die in three more episodes. Oh, yeah. He knew. Ryan Hurst knew. Not Opie. Ryan knew. Ryan knew. Yeah. Not Opie. Ryan knew. He had this show that we're talking about and three more and it's over. And I couldn't stop thinking about that and how it must have felt for Ryan to play these scenes that are all kind of emotional and shit, but he's about to say goodbye to Opie. Anyway, just don't. And, 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 and on top of it, have potentially not just one of the most monumental deaths on Sense of Anarchy, but potentially one of the most monumental deaths in television history. That's so true. And he has no idea. All he knows is that in episode, whatever it is, five Five. or six, five, five, He's leaving us. Correct. And he's playing these Doesn't know scenes. how. Doesn't uh-huh. know how. Hasn't uh-huh. been written yet. But he's playing these scenes knowing that he's going to be off the show. Yep. Um, fucking wild, right? It's wild, eh, Ross? It's just so wild. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild, right? So, so, yeah, that's interesting. Now I'm going to be tracking that in every scene uh, from here on in. So Clay's really good. Ryan's fucking incredible as always. He always is. Um, we cut to the this is and now I'm gonna tell you this is my favorite scene in the whole episode. The Jackson Holy Nero, shit. The Jackson Nero and truck bro, scene. One of best episodes, one it, of the best scenes I've ever seen it, on the show. It goes on forever, it's and I I wanted it to go even fantastic. longer. It Some of the best work I've ever seen by definitely by Charlie and Jimmy is magnificent. It was so great to see Jax twirling his rings like yeah. he's asking questions. Usually Charlie just tells people what to do. That's or, right. But, but he, now he's asking. He's asking Nero yeah. shit. He's getting so to know great, him. Great observation. And watching the wheels spin in his head and oh my figuring God. out the money. 
Yeah. And then he's thinking, and then he sees his son. Yeah. Then they're, then they're in the car. Like you want, they made their own little movie. Like it was their own the little second movie. Second, they got in to the to to everything with his son with Spine Bifida and to the car chase to the chicken run. You know, and the, the Peeper chicken. Creepers, Peepers, Samley, listen to me. A car scene, a truck driving scene in the front seat like that, going over and over and over to keep it as fresh as those two did. Oh, yeah. Clap it up. Clap, Clap it up, it man. Up. What a scene. That was, I, I, I got it easily. Right. Easy, easily. I didn't know. Never, didn't even remember the scene. Had no idea. And it easily goes up there as one of my favorite scenes ever on Sons of Man. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Love um, it. Okay. Answer at TM with Gemma. Uh, the lawyer brings marriage license. Robin comes in and brings the marriage license. Gemma, obviously not in control. Angry. Same old shit. Well, I, I just want to say it was a bit too convenient that, you know, Gemma was there and only yeah, could you get this from, fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of a stupidly sure. written. All sure. right. Gemma needs to know they're getting married. I get sure. it. I get it. But got it. I don't believe it. But anyway, fine. Okay. So we go back to Nero talking about his son trying oh. to lose the tail. Yeah. Come on. Here's the other thing. Besides it being one of the best scenes I've seen on the show. Come on. It, what an introduction for a character. If you're a fucking character on a TV show and you want to be introduced, like, yes, he got introduced in 501, but I'm talking about introduced as in we're going to learn everything about you. That was like the best introduction. They, we got his whole life. A beautiful little kid playing his son was gorgeous yeah. and stunning. And Jimmy's reaction as Nero. He used to run his crew. He doesn't run his crew anymore. No. He used to, you know, now he's into this. You know, he's just everything about it. It's fantastic. And, and obviously with a lesser act, I don't know if it would have turned out that way, but because Jimmy's such a presence. He's such a big, big Such guy. a presence, yeah. Such a presence. But what an incredibly well-written intro for a character on a TV show. Incredible. Truly yeah, and, and Charlie's watching the whole thing. Jax is watching the whole thing. Fucking amazing. Like, come on, as a dad. And he's sons. also thinking, like, could I, shouldn't I be doing that now? Like, you know, yeah. shouldn't I maybe right. not, right. you know, guns right. are bloody and. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, and it's too late for him. He's going to go to, he's going to, go to prison. He's going to turn himself in. He's going to go to prison. And maybe he'll never get to see his sons again. Really, truly. That's going on in Jax's head right now. So now we cut to. What I thought was a hospital scene, it's not a hospital scene. We cut to a hospital with doctors, and I went, oh, shit, who's this girl on getting operated on? Oh, it's a porn scene. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think, boy, those are the yeah. nice looking nurses. No, I went, I went. Oh, why is this girl at the doctor? Who is she? Do we know her? Is it, did a crow eater? Did a crow eater get hurt in a home invasion? <laughs> oh, it's not a hospital. <laughs> it's this whatever the Safran sisters. The Safran yeah. sisters in a porn. Yeah, we scene. love those sisters. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So, um, Lila and Opie. He has to go somewhere, right? We don't know what he's saying. We think he's might be running away. We don't know. We don't know what he's planning. He says a line in this scene that you just pointed out that he knew he was leaving. And I, what did he say? Well, he says, I don't know if I love anything. Ah, yeah. Yeah. That fucking line now makes so much more sense. Yeah. Knowing that he knew he was leaving the show. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. 
That's a very good observation. Yeah. I don't know if I love anything. I don't know if I love it. Because see what people and we'll, we're going we're gonna to have Ryan on the show and he'll. We he'll, certainly he'll, are. We certainly are. And, uh, and he'll do what he's got to do. But it was a weird situation, man. Oh, come we'll on. Get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But it was the beginning of the end, really. I mean. It was the beginning. You, of you, the know, end. you know, it really was for Sons of Anarchy when you finally. In, multi, no, in a multitude of ways. Yeah. And no, no, I mean, no disrespect to Taylor or a half sack at the time or, or pining. Piney. Yeah. Forget it. Amazing. Yeah. All of them. But when you finally decide to take <laughs> one through 10, one of those leads, you're going to go now. Mm-hmm. And Sutter didn't stop after that. No. You're going to go. Then you're going to go. Then you're. That's the beginning of the end. The blood was in the water. Blood was in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and you millions of beautiful fans out there around the world were losing your fucking shit. No. And, and again, I feel you. We've said this a thousand times. And when we get to episode five, we'll talk about it. You also have to understand that as a cast, as the group, as the tight knit unit that we were, I know I wasn't the only one. The assumption was Opie's the last man standing. Well, he was supposed to be the last man standing. That's right. You so know, he's he Horatio. He's the he's the Horatio of Hamlet. And there's only one person who lives in Hamlet, and it's called Horatio, Hamlet's best friend. So again, in pure Sutter way, just when you think you've got something figured out, you don't. You don't. So Gemma and Tara marriage licensing, this was coming. They set this up like a fucking yeah. tee ball on a tee. Um, we get we get into that. A lot more whispering. Things are happening. Um, the rings just happen to fit. Yeah. We can I just go back on one little scene that we went over a little bit, and that's all right. Cause I follow you on this course. With Opie and, Opie and Lila? No, just with just with Jimmy Smith's and and Charlie and that. Oh, chase yeah, scene. please go back to it. like the big chase scene. I mean, that was wild. It was wild to see Jimmy Smith's turn into the greatest NASCAR driver in the history <laughs> of Sons of Anarchy. And he, he said stuff like, you know, I don't get out much. And that yeah. was fun. And yeah. and Jax is like, no seatbelt on, of course. And playing yeah. chicken. I, he, he says a line. He goes, uh, I think I think I'm actually trying to impress you or something. Yeah. Like, you don't need you don't need to impress me, brother. <laughs> you don't need to impress me, bud. you yeah. really don't. Anyway, we went over that and that's fine. But I wanted to point that out as a, an exciting moment for all you you people watching this show. All right. Yeah. And, you know, we like to throw in those stunts whenever we can. Oh, God, yes. Second unit stunts. It was a nice way to end off those two people in in Charlie and Jimmy that finish off that scene. It was in in true balls-to-the-walls fashion. All Um, right. I'm going to ask a question about the future without giving away any spoilers because I know you probably don't remember, but do Nero and Jax ever go at odds or no? I don't remember. Neither do I. Something happens. Something happens. Something goes down. Something goes down. Yeah. But I don't remember. 
Neither that's, do I. That's why we're doing this right now. Son. Yeah, we're doing this because we don't remember. Okay. We don't remember. It's so fun to talk about. All right, come on. Okay, so the ring just happened to fit. Chibs wants to say something. They're getting married. Come on. Chibs you were there. Want- I was there. How great was that? Yeah. He just shoved that fucking John Judge. I love that John Judge when Jax goes, we're going to lose our John Judge yeah. if we don't do this now. Yeah. So they do it now. And Tommy comes waltzing in. And I don't know, Flanagan, we were probably having a bad day that day. I don't know. But he just tossed that guy aside. Tossed him. Tossed him. Said his beautiful. But Tommy, like- but Tommy was a master of doing little things. Master. Um, so he 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 does something later too. I'm going to point out. I might as well say it now. Tommy's a master of adding little uh, things to scenes that could easily be forgotten. If you'll notice later when he's getting cuffed, he's holding his hands out. Like no, that. I didn't notice that. So when, when he goes out to get cuffed, and get you know how any, anybody else would just put there. What I'm doing now, if you're listening to this, is he's putting puts his wrists up. But instead, he puts his wrists up with both his middle fingers. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. that's And that's where Tommy is, again. Beautiful. Another, another master. Um, okay. So uh, Romeo and crew meet up. Uh, yeah, with Benito. Need, Here we yeah, go. Need, need protection in prison. Yeah. Jack seemingly always gets in Romeo's face. Well, that's because uh, that's no one knew where their marks were. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't want to say who, but yeah. someone didn't know where the fuck their marks were. And they had Never. to keep looking down. Where, where am I? Spo- where am I? Spo- where am I and so they'd wake up and they were bumping into each what other. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That's not awesome. That's exactly what that what that's about. <laughs> okay, so Bobby Jackson. Well, hang on one thing. And so at the end of that scene, and again, you brought this up earlier about expositional scenes, like ex- yes. exposition, right? We, we, Jax leaves and, and, and Benito says to Romeo, what are we going to do if that, that will, will we go to plan B? We don't and have Benito, Benito B. goes, what is plan B? And he goes, we don't have one yet, but we will. But so we will. it's just, it's just shit. It's, just it's shit. everywhere with the CIA, with the cops, with Roosevelt, with us. Are we going to prison? Are we not? Uh, it's, it's just kind of mayhem right now. It's mayhem. Um, so Bobby Jackson giving instructions. Yeah. Um, I don't remember any of this. Personally. None of it. And I was there. Opie <laughs> throws a <laughs> looping punch, a big looping punch at Roosevelt. I forgot about that. Me too. Did not see it coming. I knew. I remembered Theo. I know he comes to prison with me, Chibs and Jacks, but how? There it is. There it is. I did not see that coming. I did not see it coming. Um, So explain this to me because maybe I missed something last week, which I know I did. Um, The nomads are looking at Clay's stuff, like the marriage license and all the stuff that was in his safe. There's a scene of them looking through it, right? Um, Okay. Okay. What's your question? <laughs> We're about to find out soon that Clay's behind it. Am I making an assumption here? No, you're not making an assumption. But I will say this, that there are little clues. And we had one in this show. We went over it, and that's fine. But Unser is on the phone with Clay. 
and tells him something. And the look on Clay's face. And the oh, way he, he doesn't up, give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Well, no, it was talking about the home invasions and the look on Clay's face was concerning to me as a viewer as to why he flippantly hung up so quick or or so. No, you're on to something, brother. Okay, Here we go. I didn't remember. I just it hit me last night where I was nope. like, we're going to find some shit out without giving it away of what's going on with a few things, including Clay. Okay. So this is now we're hitting that montage, right? Gemma goes to see Nero. Clay and speaking of, and sorry, but in speaking about uh, Clay, the song with the soldier's eyes again uh, reminded me of the scene with Clay and Gemma, where he talks about being a soldier. He talks about that's how he looked at all of this was mm. from a soldier's eyes. And so here's the the song and the montage. Clay's super lonely. Keep going, Theo. You, yeah, you, and Bobby, and Bobby, he that's why Jack says to Bobby, I want to keep him that way. Like he's been neutered, basically. Like yeah. keep Clay that way. And Jax is even hinting at like, don't trust whatever's happening here with this dude. Um, and then again, we go through that montage. Clay's at home, Pope's looking at the arrest picks, everybody's around, you know, and Jax is <sighs> feeling the weight of it all. And here we go. Yeah. By the we're way, in that, so, we're in, we're so in far that, we're a pretty in that, great in season. We're in that paddy wagon. There's four of us. And we end on Jax looking at his wedding ring, which, as you said beautifully, happened to fit beautifully. Yeah. Feeling and the weight. But really feeling, feeling the, the weight. Feeling the weight of it all. Yeah. And you know what I when it, what I thought about when he was looking at his wedding ring? He was thinking about the whole conversation with Nero. Thinking about, like, how does this Great, 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 great. How, you know what I mean? How does this benefit? And he's looking at his best friend who just punched someone to be in there with him. Like, like ultimately, almost like Gemma, he everything he touches kind of goes to shit. Yeah. And speaking about Gemma, we didn't even bring up the point when they got married and Tommy did his thing. Even me went to Tara and gave her a hug and said, I'm so Gemma was gone. Gone. She just split. No hugs. No, I'm so happy. She's upset. She's bitter. Clay's old and fucked up. We don't what know is what's she going bitter? on. What is she bitter about? You know, she wants to control everything, Theo. Her family's fucking breaking up. Mm. Got it's it. breaking up. Well, I got to tell you right now, I'm loving these first two. There's little things here and there, but I, I like where it's all going. Me too. I'm really curious to because I, I, for some reason... I don't remember anything from this season. I don't know. that. That's okay, because I did a lot of heavy lifting for you as you were doing heavy lifting in the last season. Then we get some more massive heavy lifting for you coming up in six and seven. But this is a this this season right here, that whole Pope and Tig are bookends. We start with those two and fuck do we end with those two. Okay. Now we've got Horatio and Ryan. What's happening to him? He's going to prison with me, Tommy, and Charlie. That's big for the next three shows. We're in fucking prison. Okay. Uh, That's for the next three. Well, maybe more. Well, no, no. Just three. Maybe even two. Like, you just watch what happens. Okay. I'm excited. No, I'm excited. I, I would love to. I'm not going to do what you do and watch them early because I'll forget. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what goes on because I'm so into the season right now. And I think it's because I remember 
nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, little brother. Right. Hey, man. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Love you. Yeah, love you too, bud. Um, listen, if you guys are listening to this right now, uh, congrats because we're all on this journey together. Um, and uh, it's gonna, it's we we got so much stuff. We're we're working our we're working our butt cheeks off to kind of get some stuff out. Um, in every way, we're doing a lot of stuff, a lot of surprises coming, a lot of things I, coming up on the show, and you can talk about next week right now. Go for can it. I, can I do that? Yeah, please do. So guess who's coming on next week? The OG. The original gangster. This guy, his honesty in his work is fucking unbelievable. Second to none. Emilio's coming on, guys. Emilio Rivera. Marcus Emilio Rivera's coming on. Alvarez. He was the original. He did the original pilot. I mean, the original, Emilio's the original Tig character, the original right hand to the president, but it had a different name. Yeah, he had a different name. Switched and- roles to become a bad guy. Literally after we shot the pilot, him and I, he was my first friend on the show. Him and I were literally would go to work together. He's my first wow. person I hung out. First person before you even existed, you and Ron yeah. on the show. When yeah. Juice had hair and had a different name. Um, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. He is the most one of the most honest actors you'll yeah. ever work with. Yeah. And we have a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with Emilio on the show. Oh, he was God, are you kidding so me? Fun. Going to his house and meeting yeah. his mom and yeah. all the bikes and the cars and the food and, and, and the charity work that he does with us that we yeah. do with him. And, and he's an L.A. icon. He's an icon. He's a fucking icon in L.A. And uh, you coming on next week. Get ready coming on next week. So get ready. We got Alvarez next week. We're really excited about it. Um, and uh, and that's it. If you got this clip uh, and we're on YouTube, like subscribe, do all that. We're going to start pumping out even more clips. We have two going a week on YouTube. We're going to try to get it up to three if I can get uh, Justin to agree to that. And then uh, and a lot then, of work. It's a lot, lot of, work. of work. It's a lot of work, guys. But we, we listen. We love doing it and we don't have much left. We're in season five. We love so, you all. We love you all. All right. Love, love you. Brother. you I'll, I'll see you. Buddy. All right. Can't wait. See you, brother. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right, all right. Hey yo! Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team. Okay, starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be 
even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire theory team. Uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans. And I'm fortunate and proud to have them.